All right, guys, here we go. We are underway with a very special episode of the Snow Jobs Podcast. This is the very first time we have done this type of show, but you guys have all asked for it, so here it is. As always, I'm Steve. I'm here with my co-host, Jeremy, and we're excited to bring this to you. Uh, Jeremy and I always say that we're doing this podcast for all of you snow professionals out there, which we are also snow professionals, so if we're doing it for all of us. If you guys want to hear something, we're going to do our very best to bring it to you. A lot of guys out there have been asking uh, to hear about new products or equipment out there that could potentially change the way we do things or make our snow lives a little easier, more efficient. Uh, so we're periodically going to do a product profile episode for you guys with what you guys are asking to hear about. Uh, we've had a good number of you guys over the last month DM or email Jeremy and I asking about the Muskox snowblower and whether the hype around it is uh, legit or not. Uh, seeing as my company owns one, we love it. Uh, we're card carrying members of the Muskox Mafia, uh, as people have called it. <laughs> I, I always <laughs> respond and rave about it. Um, but guys, after responding to DM after DM, it gets old. And uh, we just said, screw it. Let's go right to the source. And we're going to try and get the Muskox man himself on the show to talk about it. So that's what we did here with us today to talk all things Muskox for you all is Adam Bergman. And he is the co-founder of Muskox. Adam, welcome to the Snow Jobs, brother. How you doing? Outstanding. Thanks for having us, Steve, and, and great intro. And I'm excited to be the first. A lot of times I'm the last in a lot of <laughs> aspects of my life. So uh, to be the first and uh, do this with you guys together, uh, just excited to be here and love listening to your show. And you're doing a lot of great things for the industry and hope we can do the same thing with our product. Well, thank you. We appreciate you. that. Definitely do. And uh, you know, I have to say, we we own it. We bought it back in September. Uh, we absolutely love the thing, and it's it's literally changed our game as far as the way we tackle our HOAs with the driveways and stuff. So, so I got to thank you for that. Um, that being said, why don't we get right into this? Just tell everybody a bit about you know the Muskox story and how how it came to be that you guys came up with such a, a revolutionary product. Yeah, a great question. So we kind of come from two different backgrounds. You said I'm the co-founder. The other co-founder is my father, uh, Ron Bergman is his name, and we are uh, we get along really well, but uh, we're we're completely opposite people. Like I say, when the apple fell from the tree, it landed on a truck and drove a hundred miles away. When it came to me, <laughs> we just uh, we have different personalities, and I say that in the sense of I love marketing, I love business, I love people, I love to talk. He loves engineering, innovating, and can fix anything. He's a uh, he was a dairy farmer for the first ten years of my life. And then he went to Articat and worked there for 30 years, worked his way up and ended up managing the uh, research and development team for him. So he has lots of patents in his name. Nice. Going down the rabbit nice. hole. Going to get out of that rabbit hole now. So he had 50 patents in his name. And uh, wow. my background was in real estate investing. So I have rental properties in, in North Dakota. And a huge expense we had was every time it snowed was getting out and shoveling in front of the garage doors, right? Like yep. uh, labor is getting harder to find. Then our operators did not want to get out of the machinery to go shovel. It was cold or it's wet, heavy snow. <laughs> they want to stay in the cab and listen to the radio. And let's listen to your podcast, like do all those kind of things. And yeah. uh, it, it was just, it was getting to be this problem and we weren't doing a great job of it. I drive by some of our properties and go, they didn't shovel enough in front of the garage door. And uh, lack of a better term, we were half-assing the job from time to time when it came to that. So sitting in front of that garage door, I'm running the machine. I'm going, there's got to be a different way that we can get this extra two or three feet. So I drove out to my dad's shop. He lives about 60 miles from me in Minnesota. And we were servicing my machine. So I'm saying, there's got to be a better way to do that. 
And he goes, funny thing, no kidding. I was thinking the same thing because I kept switching between my bucket and my blower to do everything mm-hmm. around the yep. shops. I love this story because then a week later he calls and said, well, I think I figured it out. I said, awesome. What do you think? And he goes, well, I already built it. Hopped <laughs> <laughs> in the vehicle, probably stopped at a Casey's gas station, got a cup of coffee, drove out to the shop. And that was the beginning of the muskox. It was a an attachment onto an existing snowblower. And uh, we realized we were onto something. Uh, it worked, went up to the garage door back drug and blew at the same time didn't have to shovel in front of the garage door um so we got a hold of some patent attorneys that my dad had dealt with in his previous career and we actually started the patent process about two weeks after coming up with the idea because we already built it and we knew we were onto something did some research on it nothing like that existed kind of surprised (laughs) all the time why didn't i come up with that idea um straightforward so start that process and then uh we developed it, getting long-winded, but we uh, we tested it for about three seasons ourselves, um, and we traveled around knowing that there's different snow conditions where we live in North oh, yeah. Dakota. is different than Montana, different than Maine. Um, so we got on the road, started testing it, and then uh, we introduced it on YouTube, and uh, I looked at it and clicked on there, and we had like 17 views, and then kind of forgot about it, came back an hour later, and we had like... 10,000 views. Wow. <laughs> 20 minutes later, we had 20,000 views. And it just all of a sudden, my phone starts ringing and uh, and we were off and running. Well, I, uh, a lot like this show, if there's a need, it, it's going to blow up. And apparently there was a need with this show and it blew up. And just like that snowball. I, I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, so wait, I, I don't need three different attachments to do this stuff. I can do it all with one thing. It seems like a no-brainer, and uh, we we absolutely love it. So yeah, that's that's really cool to hear the story behind it. That uh, your dad's got all those patents and stuff. And was he involved somehow in ASV as well as for, as well as Arctic Cat? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. There's a connection there. He was never directly working at ASV. Gotcha. But he's an ASV fan, and what it was is the guy that originally started Arctic Cat also started Polaris and he also started ASV. And then there was engineers that worked at Articat with my dad that were part of that original team developing that track system with ASV. So uh, my dad's been around that product for going on almost probably 30 years and been involved and we've been to their engineering shop and uh, there's just a lot of mutual respect between the two companies. We're a couple Hmm. hours away from each other. That's and like awesome. I said earlier, when you live in North Dakota, three hours away is where you drive for lunch because everybody's <laughs> out. So three hours yep. is nothing. So I have one of these things. Obviously, we've said it. Uh, I love it. Jeremy got to demo one a couple weeks ago. Jay, what? Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, it was, was great. I, was I lying? No, you weren't lying. That was good. It was <laughs> cold. It was cold as shit that day. It was cold. But uh, yeah. yeah uh, who brought it? I can't remember who brought it. Yeah, my younger Noah, brother Noah, Noah yeah. came down there, and she yeah, was Noah, about thirty yeah. below. Yeah, he he takes that thing off the trailer. The Dodge pickup goes up in there, and the thing comes off the trailer. <laughs> and, and he just went right after it. I mean, there was no pissing around. He I and mean, this is a ice ice pack. Uh, this is an ice ice block of ice. That's what I'm trying to say here. And he just ramrodded that thing, and I was like, oh, this this fucking thing's gonna work. <laughs> like that, he just there was no pussy footing around with that thing that, he was he was after it and what that thing was doing was incredible i thought for a skid blower you know i've, I've seen the you know typical skins or you know whatever else uh blower you see around the neighborhood but 
Yeah, this thing was eating that pile of snow like I'd never seen a hydraulic you know, skid blower eat. You know, it was hooked to an ASV, I believe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you, yep. So, but yeah, no, I was I was impressed. That that thing was pretty slick. And then obviously not just the blowing, but when he would do the old flip over it up to the garage door, that, that came out nice and clean and slick. So it was definitely a eye opener for a skid blower for me. So. Yeah, I knew it would be. I said, yeah, this is, you got to get him one of these for a couple hours and let him check it out. Cause I, I keep telling him about it, but you know, until you use one or see one up close and see what it can actually do, like, like Jeremy was talking, the frozen ice piles, it's still spitting out powder. You know, it's just mm-hmm. grinding oh, yeah. that stuff up so fine and spitting was, out powder. It was consistent. It was the consistency of the snow coming out of it was, was just incredible. You know, you, know, you weren't seeing the chunks and stuff. It was all just, like a mist coming out of there. So that's pretty slick. Did you take away any questions, Jay, that you wanted to ask after the demo that you wanted um, to ask Adam? Yeah. We're what's the width of your, what's the widest your muskox will go? Well, that's a good question. And that's, I think they call that a segue in the industry or something. (laughs) uh, These are like professionals at this already. But uh, uh, to this date, we've been in business for three seasons selling these, and it's been a 78-inch version. And we had a philosophy of digging deep before we went wide. You guys just described two different areas of snow you have. And I know this from talking to Steve. Steve's had the wet, heavy snow. So he's been doing a lot of backdrag and needing to use our rubber um, cutting edge is a squeegee. Jeremy had the 30 below. I remember that day well because I opened the shop door for Noah to leave, and I bet it cost me 50 bucks because it cooled the shop <laughs> down that fast. <laughs> the door's one of those days. Um, but we're able to go through the ice. So those are two opposite conditions, and we had to learn how to be able to function in both. So we really dug deep with the 78-inch version for three years. We did not chase any other sizes. We prototyped them. Now, we're very excited this year as we're introducing our larger version, which is a 90-inch version of the Muscles. Nice. Yeah, it's it's going to be – we're excited about it. It's going to be for high-flow machines. I should answer that real quick because this is going to come up if people call it. That's my next question. (laughs) Do you work on low standard or high-flow machines, right? And Mm -hmm. we could say we work on all three of them. How we're able to achieve that is different motor sizes. So our blower motor, as you guys know, different sizes are available. We match it to your machine. So yep. it's able to, so it just, it it focuses on the tip, tip speed and the torque of the blower fan. So everything works efficiently together. So this 90 inch machine that's coming out, it's available for pre-order right now. There's a pre-order special to April 15th. Plug, Muscox. April 15th, you go. got it. April 15th. <laughs> um, you can get the 90 inch and that's going to be specifically for high flow machines. Um, to be able to operate on it. So we're suggesting high flow machines, probably over 30 gallons per minute. And then we'll continue to also sell our 78 inch, um, which is exciting. And as it's awesome, come, it comes in white, right? I had the white one when you brought it on. That, 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 I don't know. That, that white color is pretty sweet. I, I really like that. That was you're so you're one of those media guys now, so you get special treatment when you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, like just, it was so sharp. Much. It was the white sharp. did look good. I got to say the white did. Look, I thought the black looked angry when I got it, but the the white really looks, it, it's different. It looks good. Sleek. It looks, I mean, it, guys like us don't use words like pretty, but it's kind of pretty and it's got yeah, it ass and this one's just kind of uh, pretty and does the job. But what's exciting about that is, yeah, you're right. So we're doing this year, it's called the polar edition. So it's a limited build. 
And uh, anybody that orders back to that date, I think it's tax date too on April 15th, not the funnest day of the year, but April 15th, <laughs> if you pre-order by then, uh, you can get the Polar Edition, which is white and it just looks looks real neat. Um, anybody that's listening to this, you can hop on and look at our website, which is muskoxmn.com. Look us up on Facebook and you're going to see videos of that white machine. If you want to take advantage of that pre-order it by April 15th. And then whoever does by that point, they can get one. Um, but after that, we will not be offering them. It'll be that limited edition. But yeah, Jeremy got to see it. it looks pretty cool. I also can see companies like putting their company logo on it and stuff. There's just a nice space to it to be mm -hmm. able to advertise for you guys. Um, there's some co-branding opportunities with you guys that are out there doing a good job and getting your name out in your communities. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was sweet looking. I mean, it was, it was slick right when I saw it. I was like, ah, oh, a white one that's that's yeah, just he cool <laughs> he yeah. called me he's like dude the white is awesome i said yeah, yeah i haven't seen the white yet i didn't get the option of having white <laughs> wow. you, you did not yeah that, well. that is true but you do not <laughs> you gotta order another one for the fleet we'll keep there it. go. It, there it, it's go. coming it's definitely with it, with yeah with its oh, i don't know if we need the 90 but as much work as as it's done for us and as much as it's streamlined our operation and in, in our type of properties yeah another one is definitely coming it's, it's on the way but Adam, why I got you here, I just want to, you know, I have a couple questions as a, as an owner, um, as far as like maintenance, we haven't had to do any seasonal maintenance after the season yet. As far as that goes, you know, what, what kind of ongoing maintenance, you know, on the, on the muskox unit, what are we doing ongoing? Yeah. So it, it really depends on the season too. Um, we're, we're in North Dakota. It's been hard frozen ground. So we ride on, when you guys look into our product, big thing about us is that you choose to ride on steel or you choose to ride on UHMW from the cab. So if you don't want to scratch that surface, you're not riding on any type of steel. You can still scrape it and you'll accomplish what you need to do, but that's a pretty neat deal with it. So what does change with that is on that UHMW plastic that we're running on, is if it's really warm weather and you're going over asphalt a lot early in the season, you got to pay attention to that because it's going to wear through a little bit quicker. Yes. If the ground gets cold real fast, like we did this year, we won't even have to replace them at the end of the season. We'll get two years, three years out of them. So that's one maintenance thing, super important to pay attention to that because yep. everything's driven on that. And all of a sudden, if that wears off, we can scratch a surface and we're not achieving what we want to. So that's what you want to watch. Um, we did come out with a chain tensioner on it. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit because everybody always wants to know, hey, what's the thing that's going to break or the problem yeah, you've experienced? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's just go down that rabbit hole real quick with that. Um, so we are so driven by our operators. Our product has made slight, the idea has always been there, but slight changes for three years based on feedback from the operators. We have a really good relationship with them. We call them, we reach out to them. We want to hear from you guys. Um, and one of the deals was when we have our dual auger, we do have an exposed chain. So people are going to go on, why did you have that exposed chain? Couldn't you hide? We could not design it to not have that chain exposed. And that chain was preset. We had a tensioner that was not easy to get to. It was kind of hidden back there. It just wasn't an ideal situation. So what we did that we were able to change, my phone keeps dinging here is we have a chain tensioner in there that now is on the outside of the machine and it has an indicator on it. 
and that chain tensioner. So it's bobbing up and down as you're hitting into ice like Jeremy was the other day. So that chain isn't snapping. It's releasing the tension when that needs to happen. Um, so that's been a big improvement that we made onto the machine. And we're excited, excited about that. Absolutely. The, you know, the one thing that sold me, I was actually worried about the exposed chain for the second function there, the, the, the second auger. And um, what what sold me was that even if that chain breaks, I was told you, we, we still have the main auger. So, you, you know, you're back to a, a you know, you're back to the original, but uh, we haven't had any. That chain's pretty heavy duty. So we haven't had any worries about it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a direct drive, right? So you can use that yeah. in the chain. I'm just going to go with that tensioner. You guys will probably see some videos on the Internet. Like we're going through like tree stumps and stuff like that, trying to break. <laughs> yes. the chain, wow. And it's just not doing it. There's another famous guy that does uh, does YouTube videos that did a video on it. You'll see it in there and it works out really well. But I'll go back to the maintenance, went down that path a little bit there, but um, watch that with it, the chain tightening okay. it at the end, end of the year um, with it. And other than that, there's three grease zerks on it, so there's yep. not a lot. You want to do that about once a season on it. And then with our product, it's more of a plug to it, is I got tired of changing cutting edges all the time. Like we were always going through cutting edges and I would lose that sharp edge because I was riding it all, all the time. How we're designed, we only ride on that cutting edge. You only engage it when you want to, according to our leveling wheel. Mm -hmm. So it really lowers that maintenance on those uh, those cutting edges as well. So the leveling neat. wheel. I'm glad you brought that. The leveling wheel is huge. Yeah. That that was, cool. that was really a brilliant addition to that. Because I mean, it, you can just train an operator so much faster with that. It, it, it's mm -hmm. really good. I, I we we've talked about how. We, we use all cases and we've talked about, I know I've said to you and Mike that we have to find a position with our head based on, you know, the cases have very big A posts there on the left and right. But once the guys figure out where that goes, you know, where their head has to go, that wheel is a game changer. It just makes things so easy. It's so, it, it makes them look super professional. Like they've been doing it for years in a matter of maybe two hours. They're super comfortable and they don't really like my one guy said after the first two hours, I honestly didn't even have to look at it anymore. But when you're starting to learn, it really does help you figure out what the attitude of the, the attachment has to be to achieve oh, yeah. what you're trying to do with it. I Did love you it. find Everything that too, Jeremy? What's that? Yeah, I don't. Uh, go, go ahead, Jeremy. No, I said I definitely. Yeah, that wheel worked out slick. I mean, that was that was pretty easy to watch and see where you were. You know, as a rookie running it. So yeah, it didn't take yeah, long it, once you once you watch it. You're like, oh yeah, I get this now. So it's pretty slick. So all and, on, and gra all on gravity, all on yeah. gravity. So no moving parts to it. So that's a lot. This machine was designed with the operator in mind of you're out at midnight. You can't have breakdowns, right? You're two miles or 20 miles from yep. your shop. Not saying things can't happen, right? I mean, it's the world we live in, but we really try to minimize the opportunity for things to go on. That leveling wheel is an example. It's all on gravity. So there's nothing you have to do to it. But I'm just excited. The goal that we had when we came out with that leveling wheel is to make it simple. And then we wanted to take an operator that took 10 hours to get comfortable with the machine and get them comfortable in one or two hours. Mission accomplished. Two yeah. or three hours in 20 or 30 minutes. So yeah. Mission accomplished on that. Yeah, that definitely is the case. I, I can speak firsthand on that. It's That's definitely the case. Mm -hmm. um, uh, go ahead, Jay. No, I was going to ask you 
besides the patent and back drag you guys have with your muskox, what yep. what else unique features do you have with that thing? Yeah, so we did a glide plate on the back of the machine, which is a little bit different. Um, what we were having problems with is that even the best operators, driveways, beginning of the year, if it's not staked correctly, you don't quite know where the grass is at. So you go from the concrete to their yard, and then you just cringe because, you know, you got to come back and seed it in the spring and apologize. Um, so it always felt like when I'd set that cutting edge, I was either super aggressive to shear ice, and then I could tear into the yard or pick up gravel or rock if I was in, in a position to do that. So that was a problem. So, or I would raise that cutting edge off the ground and I'd be one or two inches off and I'd leave snow that turned into ice. So we ride on a glide plate, it's 850 square inches. So we ride on that, which is riding on plastic. So you can go over a yard, you can go over gravel, anything like that. And then you as the operator choose if you wanna engage that steel cutting edge from the cab. It's not preset before you go out. Like I used to have to do on other machines. I can sit in my cab, look at that wheel, get it perfectly positioned. So I can go over grass or if I want to, if I want to scrape ice, now I can go through and scrape ice. So that's a very unique, uh, unique feature to it. Um, I've had operators that have the machine and go, I love the back drag. Don't ever get rid of that. That's what got me here. But in all honesty, just that feature paid for that machine this year when I'm out using it. Absolutely. So that's I, I think Jeremy actually got to do some of the we haven't had any ice that we've had to dig in and scrape this year. But I think Jeremy would you had the hard pack on the lot you were testing it, right? Yep. And it scraped yeah, up we, really good. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, we were actually found an empty lot that hadn't been pushed all year and we you know, a lot of snow would, would melt it throughout the year and then it, it was pretty hard pack in the bottom. We were cutting it, so it was pretty slick. So I I used it for a while and then a, one of my subs, uh, Andy came over and he put her to the test too. He 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 likes Silver bullet. Rash. Silver bullet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, 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 he doesn't oh. take it any easy on anything. And he, he gave that thing a workout. And yeah, he loved that thing. So, and he just had bought a different blower not too long ago. He's kind of upset at, upset at himself now because he wants a muskox. So, hey, we're all in. I'll even send him one of these hats I'm wearing right now. If he, uh, there you go. He it, and, nice. he can get the, and he can get the white one by April 15th. But yeah, it's, it's great question. So, that, that back drag feature, first thing that grabs everybody's eye, it's the patented part to that Jeremy was talking about on top of that, it's a rubber cutting edge that we use. And it's so when you back drag, you can be as aggressive as you want on that surface. So that's something else that's a little bit different with ours. Yep. Um, you get on there, if you have any type of moisture and you're not going to scratch the surface. So come up to the door, blow all the snow and then clean everything up. You're backing up anyway, get onto that rubber cutting edge, a little bit different. We talked about the wheel. We get people that buy that leveling wheel to put on other machinery out there because there's other <laughs> oh, applications wow. that they're finding this is neat to be able to use. And I think the other thing that helps quite a bit is that uh, that lowered chute um, just helps the visibility of the operator. Like that Definitely. thing sitting right in the middle and you can talk to that point. It helps when you get snow like we do. You've got a different snow. It also doesn't get as much snow dust blowing onto the cab. So your windshield wiper ain't running all the time. That ain't all freezing up. So uh, you can maybe talk to that, Steve, of what I'm talking about, the lower shoe with the visibility. They love it. Yeah, they absolutely love it. I, I have only had about an hour in the thing. It, it's it's hard to get my operator that's on that machine out of it because by the time I'm thinking that, okay, he's probably halfway through, he's actually way past where I thought he'd be. Like He's raving about it. It's it's saving a lot of time for us with the HOA driveways, and you know we're very happy with it. But the lowered chute is uh, – 
it's it, it's interesting because at first I'm like, this is just uh, I don't know, this is not going to throw snow very far. But it's actually the opposite. It's uh, I think yeah. the snow having less distance to go before it goes out of the the deflector there. I think it's actually throwing it farther. I mean, we have no problem throwing this stuff. And we were dealing with some heavy, heavy, wet stuff when we got that nine inches last week. And we were bulking out all the snow into the intersections and the muskox was blowing it into the woods. And it was easy, 50, 60, 70 feet with no problem. So, yeah, and and he had no visibility issues, which he, he enjoyed. Um, Adam, I want to put you on the spot. I, I really want – I'm hoping you're going to answer this. I know you will. I know you will because we've talked like this before and you have no problem Ax, answering this question. Ax, that's are starting right now. <laughs> we, we know all the good. You know, I know all the good. What will you tell us what issues, if any, customers have had with, with the muskox? Are there any Thank issues you. out there? Should I start with year one or just fast forward? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to tell us. <laughs> uh, so I said a little bit earlier, but no no bullshit. We listen to our operators and we're not scared to take the calls. We reach out to them because if you guys aren't winning, we're not going to win at this game. Right. Yep. So we're in this together to succeed. And uh, year one, we only had a single auger machine. And when we would back drag, we were pulling too much snow out to the street because there wasn't a second auger in there to help eat up that snow as we're back dragging. So that was intention was just one auger. We'd seen that. So we added that second auger in order to when we're back dragging and blowing all that snow. So big improvement. That was from year one to year two. Year two was really based on training people faster, right? So people are like, I don't know what position to be. And I watch you guys do it, but it's different when I get into the machine. I've never ran anything like this. Mm -hmm. Solution, leveling wheel, problem answer. And then uh, this year, the thing that we've had the biggest issue with was that we talked about earlier was with that chain. It was too tight. Anything would get in there and there was no wiggle room. So if you got a chunk of ice in there or anything like that, that chain could come off. You could still use it, the main, but now we're not using the second auger, which we want. So then that chain tensioner, uh, we started testing that and uh, it's, it's worked fantastically and uh, just excited about that. So those are the three biggest challenges we had, and those are the the answers to those problems that we had. Check, check, check. You overcame all of them. So if, the, if those are the only issues, I'm I'm very happy because they're all they've all been solved for me. Um, and I would say what I would say to everybody is that's listening right now because I'm pretty sure we'll get some call. You guys do a great job, right? And uh, we'll get people calling in. I think when they first get the machine. And the biggest challenge that's a little bit out of our control, and we're trying to uh, make it a controllable, if that's a word to use, is that when they get it, is it's hooking up the electronics. So we are, all of our electronics, we're supposed to be plug and play. That is our goal. So when you somebody gets a hold of us, we find out what skid steer do you have. So we match yep. the electronics. We uh, match the, the blower fan size so you're ready to go. Um, but there is configurations within those electronics that vary. Even within brands, you run CAT um, or CASE. When case you run, yep. Even within those machines, within the CASE, there's slight differences in years and everything like that. So I think the most important thing, everybody that's listening that becomes a Muscox customer for next year, is when you get the machine, plug it in right when you get it. They're going to start arriving in September and make sure that the chute rotates and everything like that. We've set it up to the best of our ability. We'll be able to walk it through if there is something with that electronic configuration. Um, something I'd love to see 
be perfect, but that's just going to be with so many brands, so many electronics that, that we work through with our customers from time to time. Yeah. You guys have definitely yeah. worked with us. I know we, we had that issue with the, uh, the, the, the unfrozen pavement that we spoke about. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that was great. And you guys do listen to your operators. I'll give you that. Like as soon as I called and said, I think these parts are, are wearing these wear parts are wearing a little quicker than I would have thought. What are we doing wrong? And you know, you guys had an answer three hours, like, Hey, try mm-hmm. this. I think it's because your pavement is unfrozen because you basically had summer in the winter. So yeah. uh, you guys have been, uh, you guys have been outstanding. Any questions or any concerns we've had, you guys have, you've, you've been great. The, the people there have been absolutely outstanding. Jeremy, you got anything else from your demo that you want to ask Adam about? I was just kind of curious. Um, why would I buy a muskox over an inverted blower that would go on like an egg tractor or something? What's what's the Ooh, that's difference? a good one. What, what would you that's, think? That's a that's a real good question, and uh, I'm fortunate to say we've turned a lot of people over um, to our machine. And the reason is is that inverted machines have a lot of positives. One of the drawbacks is is that you have to back up over the snow first. Yep. So you're taking all that tire pressure, you're packing that snow down, and now you pull away from the door. Well, now you've left two track marks that are typically in the worst spot because somebody comes to visit that person, they get out and they step on that and they slip. Slip and falls happen from those tracks more often than anywhere else. That is a great point. Being able to drive forward and then still back drag. So you're getting both motions and you're not packing down the snow. And then the other thing that we do, and this just has to do with preference for, for people is a lot of our customers landscape in the summer. And uh, yep. they would much rather own a skid steer to use it 12 months of the year. Cause they just don't find that use for the tractor as much in the summer. Um, so mm-hmm. we check that box for them as well. Um, so that those are two, I think real good reasons right there. Right. Very Definitely. true. That's great. And now where can, where can Jeremy get one of these if he wants to buy it? <laughs> well, he, well, he has my cell phone number now. Yeah, so I he, do have he, your he, number. There you go. He, he only lives two hours away from me, so he can take a road trip. But right. uh, be a little different for you, Steve, and a lot of other people reaching out. Uh, our website is muskox, M-U-S-K-O-X-M-N.com. So you can check us out on our website and then we're on all the social media platforms. Everybody is right now. And if you're sitting with a pen and paper, you can write our phone number down right now, which is 218-288-1905. And we got a real solid team that, uh, that we work with that are excited to answer calls. And uh, what we're as we're growing, we're getting lots of testimonials and we have customers in 30 different states right now. Uh, which is outstanding. So we can pretty much reference whether you're in Arizona, California, Maine, Illinois, Wisconsin, New York. We have references that kind of tie into those areas. I saw, oh, yeah. Noah's, I saw Noah's little map on his phone of all your little dots around your muskox. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you cover a lot of ground. Yeah, we got a really neat, we got some super talented camera guys. So there's a new video that's coming out that's just based on testimonials and it just hits all these testimonials and shows photos and then it shows our map where we're we're all over, which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Well, I got video clips for you if you need them. I definitely yeah, I have it. clips from that nine incher. It was, uh, it was eating a lot that night. Um, what's, not, one, ahead, one more thing. So what's my price tag on that thing if I want to go grab one? If he's so, not the famous Jeremy Lindstrom, if, he, yeah, if he's not, yeah, <laughs> if he's yeah, a normal yeah. guy, I'm so famous. 
famous in a small town, right? Oh, <laughs> shit. That's out there. I ain't town 500 people. So uh, I get that song quite well. Um, there's three different prices. So there was two prices. Um, you can lock in right now on our 2378 price in through April 15th, which is 11995 it's a tongue twister. I don't know why I can't just say twelve grand, but they tell me I can't. So eleven thousand nine ninety five for our single auger, thirteen thousand nine ninety five for our dual auger, which we sell about ninety nine percent of the time. And then that ninety inch that we talked about earlier, that you guys are the first ones asking about that and getting the knowledge on that. That ninety inch is going to be for fifteen thousand nine ninety five. Okay, that's great. Mm. Oh, I got and one that, more question. You said that 90-inch atom is going to have a required flow rate? That's going to be work, be made to work yeah. on the high flows? High yep, you're going to need it on high flow, and then it'll work on those big body skids that people are getting with the wider tracks that are 83, 84 inches wide. Got it. I got, right. one, more. I got one more, Steve. Go ahead, Jay. So, Adam, what's uh, what did you do with the first – First musk ox you made. Where's the original? I wanna. I'd like to see the 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 original. I I should actually post that the original was called the Berg. It's called the Bergman blower because we didn't know what the hell we were gonna call this company. So (laughs) it's got the sticker with the Bergman blower and it's got kind of a neat decal. It's got my dad uh, with a hat on and a flannel and he's got a shovel chipping through ice. Looks pretty cool. It was called the Bergman blower, but it is sitting at our shop um, and it's it's kind of neat to look back on that and see where we started and where we are today. Absolutely. One more, one more Steve. Go, more, keep going. Which so where'd you come up with the name Muscox? Yeah. So that's a good question. So uh, I had a tough time. Like I have two kids and I remember like for probably five months being up till four in the morning, trying to think of a good name for my kid kids. So you get to a company, <laughs> it's like naming a child. Right. Um, so I was Googling all sorts of different things. Like landed on a name with like trying to use snow in it. I typed in snow ox and then it came up a picture of a muskox because that's its nickname. Yeah. So then I dug into muskox a little bit. The neat story about a muskox is it's one of the only animals that survived the Ice Age. So that was a hmm. pretty cool story about Interesting. it. Yeah. How it survived the Ice Age is it developed a second layer of hair on the inside of its skin. Well, our machine has two edges to it, right? So it was yeah. kind of the yeah. comparison. And then started digging and then it got into to branding and being able to trademark the name because I could get the trademark, which I was able to do. And uh, it's kind of a it's hard to say at first, then people get really easy saying it and they remember it kind of like Patagonia when it comes to and I kind of use that. Anyway, that's where the name came from. Cool. Sweet. Good story. Got anything else, Jay? I don't think so. I mean. I have to go buy one or six. So you said six. I had to get six, six. now. <laughs> now we're talking. The uh, the stakes will be on me if this number keeps on getting higher as the company or whatever it is that you want to break. Whatever you want to fill those mugs with and back, I will oh, do yeah. that. But be yeah. a lot of excited. And I think um, what's exciting, you guys are experiencing right now too, is like uh, where where is the money in stone removal? And you guys talk a lot about those kind of areas. And I think there's a real opportunity with HOAs because there hasn't been quite equipment that's maybe matched up to doing that. And I will tell all of you guys that are listening right now, I can't believe how many HOAs reach out to us to say, how can I get, do you have anybody in my area that runs the muskox? Because they see the features, they want to see it in their HOAs. They love that they're going to scrape and not scratch and all the different features to it. Um, So big opportunity in that area. And it's just neat to see these organizations reaching out going, Hey, we want to see our, how do we get our company to, 
to use this machine. So I think there's a good opportunity there and we're a piece of equipment that can make you some money in that area along with others. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Jay, you good? I'm good. I we I asked him everything on the list we uh, we wanted to ask. That's, and, and you answered everything. So thank you, Adam. You know, sure. we uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. Is there uh, any anybody you want to shout out to or, uh, you know, anything else you want to say before we wrap this? Well, my son just walked in. So I'll oh, there we go. And he can wave real quick. He's getting What's antsy. What's up, bud? Oh, he's he hockey games. He's, he's the hockey player. Good luck, well. buddy. Yeah, good luck. He's got the hockey hair going on and all the things, <laughs> and weather hats and all the things they do. So we'll all say congrats or say good luck to Jackson at state. Uh, reach out to us. And uh, I think listen to other operators using our machine, right? Just go on the internet and you'll find the buzz and people talking about it. And all that matters at the end of the day is that we find our way into your business and are profitable for you. If you're making money off of us, we win together and uh, and we'll work together. If you guys, anybody listening right now has got questions, give us the hard questions too. And we'll talk it through and see that we're a fit for you guys and where we think you can make some, some money with this. Jay's got his finger up. I got, I got, I got, just one more question. Yeah. Do you have dealer? What kind of dealer network do you have? Oh yeah. Great question. So first year we were, uh, we were started off direct to consumer and that video I talked about that started going viral. I had a dealer in two days of that doing, which was RDO equipment, which is a very large dealer in the Midwest. Uh, They had 36 locations that they could start selling it in. Um, So we worked with them to start. And then I was really pushed us not doing a ton of dealers like dealers, love dealers, but I wanted the direct feedback from our customers to learn. So we talked about those things. So now we're really starting to expand our dealer network. The pricing is the exact same, whether you buy from us or a dealer. We don't compete with our dealers. Um, so if you're in an area that has a dealership, great. If not, we'll work with you. But we're adding dealers on all the time in the United States and Canada and with every brand of, of skid steer out there. So there's getting to be more and more and they're getting spread out and adding them each and every day. But Perfect. I did, what I did hear that you can uh, ship them really nice, right, Steve? Oh God! <laughs> yeah, the, the crating system is incredible. I, I literally think it took us an hour and a half to take the crating apart. It, uh, you could tell that this was, uh, it was not a fly-by-night operation. This was a well thought out, you know, tank of a crate. It was, it was a, even the guy from uh, I want to say it was XPO Logistics brought it, yeah. and I want to say the guy's like, I, I, I've. I've never seen anything crated like this heavy duty. So yeah, no, we were very impressed with the crating and the, uh, the machine when we actually were able to get it out of the crate was a tank. Absolute. I, I think, uh, I'm very curious to some things about, I'm very sensitive to things being underbuilt and this is not, so this was something that even my toughest, pain in the ass guys were like this is so overbuilt dude this thing's an absolute like just tank so we were very impressed with it and since we started being able to work it we're even more impressed with it so i don't think my dad and i probably did talk to each other for like a week over that crate because i was pushing for (laughs) and he's like adam you call you ask for a lot like first year they were exposed and i'm like this is a big investment for these guys and i want it to feel like a christmas gift that shows up to them and uh it's crated right, and it's got the logos on there. And it's ready to go. The machine's well protected, and it's a good pre- presentation. And you get into the machine, and we hear that all the time. People that see this thing live and get a touch and feel it go, holy shit, this thing is well built. Like, you guys didn't cut any corners with it, and uh, I feel like I'm going to have it for a long time. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. We we're not worried about the longevity of it. The thing is is built amazingly, amazingly well. So, all right, Jay, you good? I'm good now. I think. All right, Adam, you got anything else for everybody before we wrap it? No, just reach out to us. And I, I said that earlier. Um, there is no bad questions. Everything's a good question. And a lot of the questions that you guys have for us or reach out to us, it allows us to learn too. So get a hold of us. And if we end up being a good fit, we're a good fit. Um, but the conversation just matters to us and give us input. We're also, we're an, we're an innovative company, right? We've established ourselves with this, with this product. We want to continue down that path. So if there's suggestions that you guys have for us, everybody listening to the show, get a hold of us. Like we're super open-minded and love that opportunity. Sounds good. All right, gang. I think that about covers it for Muskox. Uh, if there's any other products out there you want us to try and get on in the future for these product profiles, you know, definitely let us know. But I want to thank Adam and uh, and his father for uh, making one of these things because it, it definitely has been a game changer for us. And, uh, you know, we absolutely love it. So, Adam, thanks a lot for coming on. I appreciate you answering even the tough questions. And, you know, best of luck to Muskox. Yeah, best of luck to you guys, and we'll be in touch soon. Thanks, everybody. Have a, a great weekend and a great end of your season and successful going into next year. All right, great. Thank All you. right, Jay, I'll see you later. As always, boys, keep pushing.